This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for May 7th to May 14th, 2023. The good news, the eclipses are leaving. The eclipses are leaving, but not quite fast enough. We got a lot of stuff coming this week, uh, including some good things. So that's always helpful. But we also have the sun aspecting Uranus, which is going to trigger the eclipse energy pretty big uh and off we go so let's get let's get rolling and see what's going to happen um one of the energies of the eclipse of course is bringing things to light and a lot of times when people are going through eclipses we're working with old matters that surface that come up things come up from from the bottom you know kind of the swamp they emerge kind of swamp monstery uh, and with Mercury retrograde, we are also hearing from our past, our ghosts, our people from the past. So it's kind of, and Mercury, of course, is in Taurus hanging out near the nodes of fate. And they're kind of part of the eclipse. And of course, they're going to go back across and trigger it when they go direct next week. Um, so there's a lot of ghosts returning. There's a lot of old feelings. There's a lot of deep psychological stuff. And remember where the Scorpio house is. Scorpio is sex, death, and taxes, but it's also old unresolved matters and old things, things that have kind of stuck in the little, you know, in that back of the refrigerator that smell a little weird and, you know, it's been there for a long time, or you lift the rock up and all the little bugs run, you know, in the sunshine. It's that kind of energy. So the goal with Scorpio is not to be afraid to look. And when you see it to kind of go, oh, so I have a good friend, Julie, and, you know, I was raised in a medical house. My dad was a doctor. My mother was a nurse. We talked about gross things at the dinner table. Uh, you know, how do you kill yourself? You know, what, you know, there's also how, different kinds of poisons where it was a very bizarre childhood that way, learning gross things at the dinner table. So it took me a while to uh, learn that not everybody talks about things like that. Of course, I do because, you know, that's how I was raised. But I have this friend and, and she does, doesn't do that stuff. And so when I start to go down a little, no, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, all right, okay. And I kind of sit back. And so that's the energy of these eclipses. It's going to start coming at you. And, you know, you can be like my friend Julie and go, no, 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 no. I don't, you know how I get about this stuff. Don't talk about it. And that's totally fine. But you do have to let it emerge. You know, you don't have to listen. You can plug your ears. You can go neener, neener, neener. I don't want to hear you, neener, neener. And that's okay. But you have to just know it needs to come out. It's like a giant Dr. Pimple Popper. You know, if you ever watch those videos, they actually now cover them up like going, it's gross stuff here. Because it is kind of gross stuff. So Scorpio South Node wants that to come forward. And of course, with Uranus near the moon, and the sun coming to or Uranus opposite the moon, rather, and the sun coming to whack the Uranus in a couple of days, it wants to emerge. It wants to erupt, you know. So just hang in there. This is a week of eruptions, but there's also a lot of pleasant stuff, too, because now that it's erupted or now that it's out, it feels better. It feels better. And one day when I was a kid, you know, I'll, this is a gross story for those of you who don't like gross stories. My dad was talking about he was a new intern at the hospital and this guy came in with this huge boil on the back of his neck. 
like I said, it's a little gross. And and my father, you know, young guy in the emergency room goes over and he's doctor going to help. Right. And the guy's like, and so he looks at it and he goes, okay, I guess, I guess I should lance it. So my father gets a scalpel and he cuts, you know, cuts the boil, which of course erupts all over the guy's shirt and his pants and whatever. And uh, the guy's like, oh my God, that feels so much better. And my father's looking at the mess he made, right? Like, like I just ruined this guy's shirt and pants. I should, I guess, I guess I should have told him to take the shirt off. And, you know, and so that's the energy when we're looking at this week, it will feel better, but it might be a little messy. And so with that in mind, and again, you may land something or someone may land something at you, you know, like it kind of pop it and it goes all over. You know, side effects today, right? <laughs> well, at any rate, I have a cold too, so I'm I'm a little nasally, so I may sneeze on you also. So the energy is the eclipses are leaving, the eclipses are leaving, we still have two more weeks, but they're shifting, they're moving, they're changing. Mars came back in bounds, which is always helpful. Um, and so that's good news. Venus is still out of bounds. Um, so that's still, Venus is a little wild. And remember, she rules the node of fate and all those Taurus planets. So the girl is causing some excitement up there in the heavens. So we can see this is the big events for May. We can see May uh, 7th through the 14th, which is what we're working with today. There's a few this week. A lot of Mercury, Venus, and Saturn aspects kind of forming a little configuration in the sky. And most importantly, the Sun and Uranus meeting up. All right, off we go. We're still in Mercury retrograde. Mercury is going to be in his retrograde motion until uh, the the, 20, uh, the 14th. He goes stations to go direct, and then he still has to go through the rest of the month. So your ghosts are still calling through May 31st. Uh, this today, Sunday, Mercury Venus entered Cancer. She's out of bounds, but she's on a world point. And of course, as she's on a world point, she's going to have a little argument with Pluto because Pluto's at zero, right? So Venus and Pluto in a Virgo-shaped argument, adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. Notice how little air there is in the sky. No air. When there's no air, communications are a little fraught because the words can't come out. Mercury, of course, is retrograde. He's the planet of communication in the sign of Earth, answering to an out-of-bounds Venus in the signs of emotion. And Venus out of bounds is out of bounds in emotion, and the moon's out of bounds in Sag. So very emotional energy, firing up, real, real dramatic. You know, take action. Your Sag friends, your Cancer friends, your Capricorn friends, your um, your Cap, your Taurus friends. Everybody's very feeling now that Venus is in Cancer, where she was in Gemini. Choice, 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 choice. Now she's in cancer and every two and a half days, girlfriend's going to change and be much more emotionally reactive. Venus rules the North Node, the Mercury, the Vesta, the Uranus, the Sun. That's a lot of planets. So she's in charge of the Leo house in your chart, the Aquarian house in your chart, the Gemini chart, the Virgo chart, the Virgo, Gemini and Virgo houses. Those are all up for her playing in charge with. And then of course she's in charge of Taurus and Libra's houses. That's a lot of your chart is up for a very emotional ride for the next few weeks. While every time the moon changes signs, Venus is going to change how she behaves. So today, Sunday, she's in drama mode, which is always helpful. Drama, drama, you know, but also Claire. It's like, okay, I'm clear, you know, and people are taking actions because Mars is 
in the sign of Cancer on a world point, so he's a public Mars, but he's answering to the out of bounds Moon in Sag. So Sunday's a little dramatic, and this Venus entering Cancer has a drama feel, fiery water, earthy emotions, but very little words. So we know that that's the energy as Venus enters Cancer, and of course it's the ingress chart for Venus. So this is kind of even though every two and a half days the Moon's going to shift and she'll be a little different behaved. She's coming riding in on a wild fire moon. People are going to be fiery and just kind of hang out and go, oh, you're a little fiery, aren't you? And Virgo, you know, make the adjustment that needs to be made. Don't argue. Just go. Someone comes in and go, rah, 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 rah. go, all right, I hear you. Let me make the adjustment. Let me clarify the situation if I can. But if I can't, here you go. Here it is. I'm done. We're good. You good? I'm good. We're next. So that's the energy. We get to uh, Tuesday, the sun and Uranus are gonna meet up in the sky. Now, as your sun comes to Uranus, this happens every year, but as the sun comes to Uranus, it is in a very, um, uh, Venus is of course out of bounds in Cancer, in this case, answering to a Capricorn moon. So this is a somber union when the two of them meet up. A lot of times when Uranus and sun meet up, it's a little exciting. But this is going to happen around four o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, and it's got a somber message to it. We also have Neptune and Ceres in an opposition. So they're kind of trying to figure out how are we going to do this? What is the story going to be? And we also have uh, Ceres, who is now direct, uh, forming a number of aspects where she's kind of saying, hey, how are we going to work this out? She's talking to Mars. She's talking to Jupiter in a day or two and she's opposite Neptune. So Ceres, which is how are we gonna nurture things? How are we gonna take care of things? We've lost a lot of fire, left the sky, no much, not much fire anymore because of the shift. When that moon was in fire, it amped up all that stuff. Now the moon's out of fire, still out of bounds in Capricorn, but it's a very strong shifting energy. There are a lot of quintiles in the sky this week. What quintiles are, are things that know how to work it out. So that's the good news. The planets are there. If you say, okay, I'd like to work it out. How can I work it out? They'll help you. And so trust that process that, you know, we can work them out. Mars and Jupiter in mutual reception, you know, Mars is in Cancer, Jupiter's in Aries. They can swap places and get stuff done. So just look for solutions because the planets are trying to go forward. And so what helps them go forward? That's, that's the, that's your key question. What, what can I do to help this go forward or to change it? Because Uranus wants us to change things. Next up, Venus is in an aspect to the nodes on Thursday. Of course, when she aspects the nodes, she does so in a productive manner. Most important, she's ruling that North Node. She's ruling all those Taurus planets. So as she aspects the North Nodes, she says, this is how I wanna proceed. She is out of bounds. She is working towards a solution, but it might not be fast. It might be a little bit more, okay, how are we gonna handle this? What are we gonna do? And so we wanna give Venus her propers. We wanna give her an opportunity to solve things, look for women in the news solving problems or women in the news about how do we, how do we proceed. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of energy of adjustment. There's a lot of energy of making important choices. Of course, that's one of the hallmarks of eclipses anyway, 
because the eclipses say, you know, this story is kind of finished, we need to let it go, or we need to adjust and change direction. So you want to watch when Venus aspects the nodes on Thursday for offers, opportunities, or things that she suggests. We also have Mars square Eris on Thursday. That's not an easy one. Mars is in Cancer. He's answering to the moon in Aquarius next to Pluto. This is a violent aspect. Pluto and the moon are square to the nodes. Moon is square to Mercury. Mars is in an argument. He is uh, arguing with Eris, the goddess of discord. He's gonna argue with Jupiter. He's in the mood to pick a fight and he doesn't care. There's a little bit of scorched earth with this one. So watch on Thursday for kind of a scorched earth feeling where people are like, you know what? I don't really care. I'm gonna do it this way. And you go, really? Okay. And then you just kind of stand back. This is one of those people are gonna make take actions that have consequences because they're acting out of impulse, rather out of consciousness. So you wanna be as conscious as possible and you also wanna stand back because it's Mars and Eris are in the mood to have a fight. And when they have that fight, it stimulates stuff. Now, the good news is right behind that, on Friday, Mercury is gonna come into sextile Saturn. Mercury is the planet of communication. It's his second sextile to Saturn. He'll have a third one when he goes direct. So Mercury sextiling Saturn says, I need to make these changes to be able to move forward. And there's a nice little dance this weekend after the argument that Mars has with Eris, which of course kind of builds, you know, remember Mars, when it perfects the aspect of the square, it's perfecting it, but it's been cranky getting there, right? So the perfection is Thursday morning. So Wednesday, Tuesday, Mars is building up. But Mercury sextile Saturn says, I wanna see if we can resolve this and revise this and come to a solution. Saturn also is, um, at six, so he is, you know, he and Mercury are working on how do we do it? What do we do? And you can see there's a thing called a minor grand trine forming, with it, which is the Venus is about to come to trine Saturn, and Venus and Mercury are in a sextile, and Mercury and Saturn are in a sextile. So this is an earth and water minor grand trine, which is about solving things in a practical manner. Venus, of course, still in Cancer, she's in charge of all those Taurus planets, including Mercury. And when this happens, the first part of it, the Mercury sextile Saturn, Mercury is answering to um, Venus and the moon is in Aquarius. So Aquarius moon has a practical detached approach to situations that it wants to take. A little chilly, you know, can be a little cold. It can say, you know, there's a problem here. And you go, okay, there's a problem, you're right. Um, what do we do about it? And so the, they're trying to solve the problem, right? And they're trying to figure out how to communicate. With, of course, with Mercury retrograde in Earth, people can be dug in a bit to their positions. If you can kind of sit down and back off and say, okay, what are some of our other options? Because Mars is in Cancer answering to the moon in Aquarius. And that's a serial killer, or that's an assassin energy. Like, I don't care, I'm gonna blow it. It's a brinksmanship energy. Of course, we're having the debt negotiations in Congress this week, and it's got an energy of, um, like, what's right, 
you know, like I'm going to do this because I think this is right. So it's a very dogmatic week. People are going to be very dogmatic that they're right. And I remember at one point I was having an argument with someone and they, the woman, the woman said to me, well, I have to decide whether I want to be happy or I want to be right. And I said, what? And she said, I have to decide in this situation if I want to be happy or I want to be right. And I'm like, yeah, all right. That's an interesting, that's an interesting comment. And it made me think like, what is happy and how does happy go with right? I want to be right or do I want to be happy? And, and I, you know, and it was, it was kind of one of those spaces of, are we going to step forward into forgiveness? Are we going to step forward into how do we find a compromise? Are we going to step forward into, you know, how do we work it out? Or what? And so that's kind of the question with this Mercury sextile Saturn. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? You're going to ask yourself some questions. Do I want to be doing this or not? If you say no, that's okay. You made a decision. If you say yes, that's okay too. You made a decision. Mercury's retrograde. He's asking you to revise your decisions. And he's asking you to make a decision and just do something. <laughs> and so that's okay. You know, you can have an intention. And with Mercury retrograde, you can have the intention to do this because I have this intention. It's like, all right, you got that intention. That's good. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Or some third thing. Um, those can, there can be other choices. It doesn't have to be between happy and right. But it's really about thinking about what you want. Mercury is six years old right now. If you ever remember six-year-olds fighting on the playground, they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting. And then the next minute, they're fine. The next minute, they're fine, but they're fighting. But then they're fine. You know, they kind of forget it. Except that six-year-old that shot the teacher, right? <laughs> I know I had to put that in because I, as I'm saying, six-year-olds, you know, they work it in like, well, not that six-year-old that shot the teacher. Um, so, <laughs> so when we're looking at this, we're understanding, okay, happy or right, but nah, what do I want to do? But minor grand trine is looking for you to solve the problem right behind that Mercury sextiles Venus. So Venus says, Mercury, you know, what do you want? She's in, she's in cancer. She's out of bounds. She's answering to that Aquarius moon. She's saying, you know, what's your big picture? What's the big picture? Is what's this, How's this going to matter 100 years from now when you're 95? Is this going to matter? What, what matters? And you might say, yes, it's going to matter. You remember eclipses make us be a little dramatic. Or you might say, you know, you're right. I don't know that it matters. So Venus and Mercury have this little compromise. And then right after that, Venus has a sextile to Saturn. And she says to Saturn, I worked it out. Now, what you want to watch, of course, there's three of them. You want to watch for triangulations because the energy, these planets are in orb, even though they perfect on Friday. So they're in orb and they're saying, well, there could be this or it could be that. And so watch for triangles that are working together to find a solution because that's a helpful way to think of it. But also watch for where they can kind of dig in a little with the Mercury retrograde and say, rah, 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 rah. and Mercury goes direct on the 14th. So Mercury's going to come back through this and change his mind on the 14th. So the other thing is, is whatever is digging in right now is not forever, but on the 14th, Mercury stations and he comes direct and he comes back through. He's not going to catch up to Venus, but he is going to talk to Saturn again. And Saturn's the big guy in this negotiation. And when the Venus sextiles Saturn at that point, 
the moon has shifted into Pisces, so now it's a gentle moon. It's about seeing the soul. It's about the bigger picture, and that's going to be on Saturday. So this this whole little uh, transformation thing happening. It's a nice one at the end, and of course, when Mercury shifts and goes direct, we're going to come back through and negotiate again. So no feeling like this is it and ever, because it's not. It's a change and a shift in direction. Finally, the Sun Trine series on Sunday, which is very nice in terms of our um, our seeing things and our understanding what the direction is. And the Sun in a Trine to series, series just went direct last week, and series is the details. It's how we work it out. And with the Sun Trining series, it's a helpful aspect. It encourages us to work with the energy in a new way and to give it a forward motion full steam ahead. And then last but not least, on Sunday, after all this negotiation on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Mercury stops and he turns direct and he goes, all right, all right, I'll change my mind or I'll take a new position or I'll shift and go forward on this issue. And you're going to kind of go, all that drama, man, we had to go through all that drama. And the answer is yes, you did. Because remember when earth digs a hole, think of it, when you dig a hole in your yard, the hole stays there until you agree to fill it in. So Mercury is going to change his mind on Sunday and then he's going to be able to go forward and he's gonna come forward and he's gonna talk to Saturn and he will eventually catch up to Venus. But really Saturn's the important guy here because Mercury talking to Saturn says, all right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll change it. So we're going to watch for Mercury to change his mind starting on Sunday. It'll be really Monday, Tuesday, right? So Monday the uh, 15th and 16th. So whatever the debt ceiling crazy is this week, you know, look for the change to happen on Monday the um, Monday the 15th. Because at that point, and of course Mother's Day, Mercury, don't forget to call your mother next week on Monday. Next week on Sunday, it's Mother's Day. But the energy has this forward motion shift to it. And also we have Jupiter at the very, very, very last degrees of Aries. So he's going to shift into Taurus too, which makes everything start stop being so argumentative and working a little bit more collaboratively because Jupiter is going to help things grow. So contention this week, but it calms down. Um, and that's the energy of the week. So if we look at the overview, we did the, the sun is going to go from 17 to uh, 24 this week, aspecting, the big one is, of course, the conjunction to Uranus, and at the end of the week, it has this nice trying to series creative energy. Mercury this week uh, is basically parked. He's going to station and go direct uh, at 550 of Taurus. So he's retrograde, you know, back and he's kind of stopped. So he's not moving quickly. He does as aspects with the nodes of fate that encourages us to make different choices on May 8th. He also has the aspects with Juno that encourages us to kind of form alliances and partnerships, which will then fall apart on the 12th, but then they'll go back again next week. So again, you know, just kind of, you know, just recognize drama, energy and negotiation. Somebody had asked me about the writer's strike. You know, they did go out on a Mercury retrograde. Uh, so when Mercury goes direct, we'll see if there's some forward motion. And there could be some conversations over the, you know, this little conjunction here on uh, 
on the week right before the weekend and then once mercury goes direct we'll see you know hopefully they get back in uh is they if they stay out through june 10th they'll be out for a while uh and then mercury stationing direct venus this week goes from 29 gemini to 7 cancer uh, and she has aspects to the nodes of fate, so pay attention to who you meet on May 11th when she aspects those nodes in a flowing way. And she has that little contra-comp with Saturn and Mercury negotiating her future. And she is out of bounds, so every two and a half days when the moon changes, Venus changes. What you desire will shift. Mars not moving hard, like to 25 uh 26 and 20 almost 27 he's going pretty quickly but he has a square to eris he also has an argument with pluto this week underneath where he's making a decision which i didn't put in because it's by um by contra parallel but next week when he he actually has a real argument with pluto when he gets to the opposition so there's an under underlying building Saturn's not doing much this week. He is negotiating partnerships on May 12th, where he's saying, I'm not sure this partnership's really right for me. But again, that's before Mercury goes direct. So, you know, we're in negotiation mode. And the other planets are all pretty quiet with the Juno, you know, relationship bumps on May 8th and May 13th. Um, you know, because one of the things with eclipses is we see things and then we're offered an opportunity to renegotiate our relationships. So, you know, just pay attention to offers to do that. Uh, this week, the moon in Sunday is in uh, Sagittarius. It goes void on Monday at 4.28 p.m. And it goes void with a lovely trine to Jupiter in fire, making Monday a fiery day. It's void for a few hours. It enters Capricorn at 7.33 p.m. on Monday night. And then it's in Capricorn Tuesday, Wednesday, and it goes void at 7.52 p.m. on the 10th with a square to Jupiter. Uh, and then it is void for a couple hours, and then it enters Aquarius at 10 o'clock. It's in Aquarius on the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, and it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter at 11.15 uh p.m so moon in aquarius sextile jupiter again nice closing aspects and it's voided 11 15 friday goes into pisces at 12 39 a.m on saturday morning and it's in pisces going void at 10 56 on it's in pisces on saturday sunday goes void at 10 56 p.m on mother's day and that's also the day that mercury stations direct and the moon goes void in Pisces with a conjunction to Neptune. Um, so Mother's Day has lovely aspects. Thursday, Friday has that whole little deal with Saturn and Venus negotiating. So that can either be good or bad, depending on how you feel about the negotiations. And you might go, Anne, I don't like these negotiations. So that's kind of a mixed day. Yes, it's good. No, it's not good. It's a little emotional, it's a little drama, it's a little shift. And of course it's eclipses, so what do you want? Wednesday's hard, Wednesday's got a lot of uh, craziness in it. A couple reasons, the Capricorn moon, some opposition, some arguments. So just Wednesday kind of, you know, take a breather. And then on, uh, on Monday, Monday's like a little out of control. It's kind of dramatic, but it's not out of control necessarily in a bad way. It's just out of control. It's very fiery, very passionate, and very intense. So that's the energy for the week. And hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with it. And um, off we go. All right, we're going to do a full moon next week. 
on the uh, 16th, Tuesday the 16th, that's a couple weeks out, then there's a new moon. A couple of stars, feel free to sign up. You get a daily podcast of how to work with the aspects and a list of all the aspects that are happening, as well as a song to kind of illustrate it in music form. And actually the thought, the song part is one of my favorite parts. I kind of, I'll do the, I'll be talking about the day and then I'll go, yeah, and the song is this. And then it kind of matches the energy. I'm going to be at NORWAC at the end of the month out there in Seattle, the Astrology Conference, 39th annual. I'll be doing a horary workshop on Monday and I'll be speaking at the conference. So if you're there, say hi. It is an in-person and I think the in-persons are sold out. So it's hybrid now. You can attend it virtually. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, and just double check. But I do believe I saw there was a note that the conference was sold out. Um, and then Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift at Omega with Maurice Fernandez, Lynn Bell, Rachel Lang, and Rick Levine. So wishing you a lovely, lovely, lovely week and have fun out there. It's going to be interesting. Bye.